Welcome to Out of Zion with Susan Michael, an exploration of the Bible and the land of Israel. From ancient biblical sites to the story behind the stories, join Susan on a journey through the most exciting book on the planet. Hit the subscribe button for future episodes, which will deepen your faith and bring the Bible to life. And now here's our host, Susan Michael. Well, hey there, and welcome to the Out of Zion podcast and to our Israel Answers teaching series. We have been walking through the Bible the last year. We've dealt with a lot of biblical subjects. And what I want to do now for the next few weeks is to connect the Bible to Israel today. So we're going to fill in a few gaps bring us up to speed uh, with uh, modern Israel. And then we're going to begin to talk about some things uh, regarding Israel, regarding Christian support of Israel, regarding anti-Semitism, and all kinds of related issues. So I'm really looking forward to our time together. So we left our Bible uh, in the New Testament. We were talking about the early church. Um, its Jewish roots, and uh, we talked about how Jesus was Jewish, and he interacted in everyday life in his ministry with the Jewish people of the day. And a lot of the debates and the back and forth were very uh, common and and um, a very acceptable way of, of discussing and, and arguing matters regarding the law of Moses. So there were four main sects at the time of Jesus that uh, we read about three of them in the New Testament, but there's the fourth sect is there, it's just not named. But the first sect, of course, are the Pharisees. And um, because Jesus spoke against hypocrisy of some of the Pharisees, we kind of tend to have a negative view of Pharisees, but actually we shouldn't. The Pharisees were the rabbis. They were the teachers of the law. They taught the people how to be observant of the law of Moses. And they had different um, interpretations amongst them. They had different schools of thought amongst them in terms of how to interpret the Mosaic law, how to abide by it. Uh, in those days. And, and uh, so those were the Pharisees. The fact that Jesus may have uh, uh, argued or, or I should say disagreed with some of them, he actually agreed with them a lot. And um, so we, we need to take that in its proper context. The second sect that we read about in the New Testament are the Sadducees. They were the priestly class. They were the aristocrats the aristocrats made up of the priest, the high priest and the the priestly leading priestly families of the day. And uh, they were the Sadducees. They uh, disagreed with the Pharisees and the matters of the oral interpretation of the law, but they certainly believed in the law of Moses and, and following it strictly and especially in the temple sacrificial system, which they were in charge of. Then there was a third group that um, we, we can see their activity in the New Testament, but I don't think they're ever actually uh, named, and that's the Essenes. The Essenes were actually a reactionary group to the Sadducees. They felt that the priests uh, were politically corrupt, uh, that the 
services in the temple. The sacrificial system, therefore, was not being done in a pure manner because the priests weren't pure, and they would have nothing to do with the temple or the priesthood. They really emphasized purity and holiness in your daily lives. They were throughout the land of Israel, the Essenes. And then the fourth movement are the zealots. And the zealots were ones that were very zealous for the the law and zealous that the Jewish people would be um, sovereign over their own land and able to obey the laws of God. And they couldn't wait to overthrow the rule of Rome. And they were just looking for the right opportunity and the right moment to overthrow Rome. And uh, so these were the four main sects of Judaism during the time of Jesus. Something happened, though, that completely changed this mosaic of Judaism. And that was in 70 AD, after a three-year siege of Jerusalem, when the Roman uh, forces destroyed Jerusalem, destroyed the temple, and brought to an end the sacrificial system there at the temple. And um, this caused some uh, several changes. One is the uh, rabbi, uh, rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai moved the Sanhedrin out of Jerusalem up to a town in the Galilee called Yavne. And um, there was another group of rabbis over in Babylon, and these two became the main two schools of thought within uh, the rabbinic world. And they, in a way, had to adjust to a Judaism without a temple, a Judaism without being present in the land, sovereignty in the land. And therefore, they became... uh, the way that Judaism carried on. So there were no longer any Sadducees because there was no longer a temple or a priesthood. Therefore, there were no longer any Essenes who were reacting uh, reacting against the Sadducees. And there were no more Zealots because the Zealots had lost. Rome had won. And the only sect that remained then was the rabbinic a tradition of Judaism, and they carried on, and they began a whole project of, of not only adjusting to a world where they didn't have a temple, but writing down all of the oral traditions and the rabbinic traditions and the rabbinic commentary on uh, the Law of Moses. Um, so, um, This means that within uh, Judaism, they were developing their own books beyond uh, the Bible. And and you could say that at this point, Judaism is having to make a a major adjustment. In a way, it's been severed uh, from the land. It's been severed from the uh, temple. And over the years, uh, rabbinic uh, Judaism... uh, became Judaism. And that's the type of Judaism we have today is what is known as rabbinic Judaism. And uh, there are different streams within, of course, uh, the Jewish world. And so here in the United States, we know the main three uh, branches are orthodox, conservative, and reform. 
And of course, within the Orthodox, there is um, several different movements. One, the ultra-Orthodox, or what we call the Haredi, um, and then there's a modern Orthodox. Um, and then, of course, there is a traditional Orthodox. So there's a lot of different branches, but these are your three main ones, Orthodox, Conservative, and Reform. In Israel, um, they go by slightly different divisions. And in Israel, the chief rabbi and the rabbinic courts in Israel are all of the Orthodox or ultra-Orthodox uh, persuasion. And um, so there is a little bit of a um, tangle going on between the conservative and the reform movements here in America with the uh, Orthodox in Israel because the Orthodox do not recognize them in Israel and they they are trying to get more uh, to be accepted there in Israel. But in Israel, we go by four different categories. There is the Haredi, which are the ultra-Orthodox. There is the Dati, which the translation of Dati means religious. We would call it the Orthodox. And uh, then there is the Masorti, which that is what we would call the more traditional. They're a little less uh, religious than the Orthodox. And then there is the Haloni, which uh, is translated as secular. And what I want to, uh, just the one point that I want you to remember here is that um, as Judaism developed and we have these different categories, the main defining differences in the categories is based on how you observe the Mosaic law, how much of it you observe. And it's not, Judaism is not about a creed. It's not about believing a certain creed that you then accept as your creed and now you're Jewish. Judaism is about observing the law of Moses given to the people of Israel in a covenant. And, um, and so when we say that most of the Jews in Israel are secular, it doesn't mean that they're atheist or agnostic. There are some that are atheist or agnostic. It doesn't mean that they don't believe in a God. It means that they're not keeping kosher. They're not uh, keeping Sabbath. They're not being observant. And the more observant you are, the more you move up the ranks from Masorti to Dati to Haredi. Um, the Haredi movement, which is the ultra-Orthodox movement, really is only a couple hundred years old, and it started in Europe, and it was a little bit of a reactionary movement against the Enlightenment and against the assimilation of the Jewish people. And, um, and so the, they sort of taught to, to separate yourselves from society and to be very strict in the observance. And you can tell within the Haredi uh, community which rabbi that they're following because they dress a certain way based on the school that they're following. And these rabbis go back 200 years ago, and that's why some of the, their dress looks like they may become from Poland or Lithuania or Germany back 150, 200 years ago. And that's why the rabbi that they're following, his teaching and his doctrine, um, 
is from that period, and so they're dressing according to that. Of course, Christianity is different because Christianity uh, believes in a creed, and we're a religion that's based on a faith. It is based on uh, what you believe and not a legal uh, observance. Um, the Law of Moses, there are 613 commandments, and just a little aside for you is that uh, some of the commandments are negative, meaning they were told not to do certain things, and some of those commandments are positive, meaning they were commanded to do certain things. So there's both in there. And some of the commandments are all about the temple service and the sacrificial service. And those commandments cannot be kept today because there is no temple. And then there were some commandments that required you to be in the land of Israel. So, of course, those commandments can now be uh, obeyed today because the Jewish people are back uh, in the land. But they still have no temple, so they are still not able to be totally observant. So this is just to give you kind of an idea of the progression and the development of Judaism since the days of the Bible. And I'm just going to end our conversation today with this little thought. Today, if you Google um, who is a Jew, you're going to find there's a huge debate about this. How do you define Judaism today? Who is a Jew? And um, we tend to think Judaism is a religion, but it's actually more than that. Um, it is a peoplehood. And sometimes I hear people use the word race, that they're, they are a race, but it's, they're not a race. There's many different races within the Jewish world. Just go to Israel and you'll see them. Uh, black Jews from Ethiopia, Asian Jews from uh, India and China, and Middle Eastern Jews with an olive complexion, and um, Ashkenazi Jews with a fair complexion out of Europe and Russia. So uh, it's not a race. And there are Jews that uh, do abide by the Jewish religion, but then there are Jews that don't believe in the Jewish religion, even could be atheistic, yet they're considered a Jew. So how do you define it? And this is the great debate. Um, it is a communal um, identity as a people. It is a people, a, an ethnicity that comes with a set of values and um, kind of a, a DNA of how they approach life and see the world. And uh, there is a religion for those that want to follow it. And most would be loyal to that religion, um, but they may not observe it as religiously as others would. So um, just a, an interesting little aside there um, of who is a Jew. And um, Jew, to be Jewish has a cultural expression, an ethnic expression, religious expression, political, uh, genealogical. It's based on uh, were you born to a Jewish woman or were you born to a Jewish father? Different sects look at it different ways. Um, and then there's a, a personal dimension. You can uh, be born a non-Jew and yet convert to Judaism and become a part of the Jewish people. So interesting, isn't it? It's fascinating. There's nothing quite like it uh, with any other uh, religion. Um, but uh, one of the fascinating 
uh, facets of being a Jew and uh, of understanding Judaism today. So that's it for today. We've uh, kind of brought you up to speed from the time of the Bible to today on the Jewish faith. Next week, we're going to talk about Christianity. So I'll see you back here next week. And until then, God bless. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Out of Zion with Susan Michael. Be sure to subscribe to Out of Zion now on Apple Podcasts, cpnshows.com, YouTube, or wherever you like to listen and learn. Out of Zion with Susan Michael is a production of ICEJ USA, all rights reserved.